Hey everyone, welcome to the Cornerstone Church Podcast. Our prayer is that through this message, you will find the Father, a family, and a fulfilling future. Be sure to connect with us online at Cornerstone Church Social to keep up with all things Cornerstone. Thanks for tuning in. How incredible is that? Man, God has been so good to us this year in this wild, crazy, just unprecedented year that 2020 was. And as I said earlier, here we are. We find ourselves in the final week of 2020. Um, it's, it's been crazy. It's been wild. It's been nothing that we expected. Um, it's funny. We're actually getting ready to be planning out uh, the next year, 2021, obviously. And so uh, we've been trying to think of uh, are we gonna have a word for next year? Uh, and I've like been scared to come up with our word as a church for next year because of how crazy 2020 was. I'm like, I have no idea what 2021 is gonna bring. I don't wanna say a word. Like we said new for last year and it was too new this year. So we're like, no, I, I, don't, I don't wanna say anything yet. <laughs> um, it has, it's been a wild year though, a year of so many blessings, but at the same time, so many burdens, right? So many burdens, so many things that we've been going through. Um, I think what's made... 2020 uh, so special though, <laughs> from a burden standpoint, is it, we all go throughout burdens throughout the year, right? Like everyone normally has burdens, but the thing that's made 2020 so crazy is that we've had a lot of co-burdens. You get what I mean? Like we've had a lot of things that everybody is going through at the same time. Like we've all gone through the craziness of the election. We've all gone through uh, the racial tension in the country. We have all gone through uh, uh, COVID, right? Like obviously we've all gone through COVID. We've all gone through this economic uh, crisis together. Like all of these things, we've been going through them together. And so I think that's kind of what made uh, 2020 even crazier than usual. It's not so much that it's been hard, but that it's been hard for everyone in the same way. But like I said, there's been so many blessings and I want to know what your blessings are. Why don't you put it in the chat right now? Just share one blessing that you have had throughout the year, throughout 2020, where God has shown up for you, where God has done something, where he's worked a miracle on your behalf. I want to see it. We need to see that as a church. We need to, like Rachel said, set up these little altars where we can look back, even in the midst of craziness, and realize that God has been with us and God has helped us. But with that said, goodbye 2020. <laughs> like with that said, goodbye 2020. We are wanting to close the door today. But even as I say that, I'm realizing I'm only saying goodbye to 2020 whenever it comes to like looking at a calendar. And, and, and this is what I mean. And I hate to burst your bubble. I, I hate to be a drag or anything, but 2020 in a sense is not leaving. <laughs> In a way, 2020 isn't going anywhere. In a way, this is not the end. You wanna know how I know that? And this is what I mean. 2020, yeah, the year is ending, but all of the stuff isn't necessarily ending. And I know that because I've been through 2020 before. It was called 2008. <laughs> I've been through 2020 before. It's been 2008 because in 2008, uh, my family, man, we had a wild year. Like it was a wild year. We had so much stuff going on. We had uh, a personal, individual uh, turmoil. Um, we had stuff going on at the church. We had stuff with uh, uh, lifelong family friends. We had stuff with health issues. We lost both of my grandmas, my grandma Young and my grandma Mason. It was a wild, wild year, a year that we like jokingly were like, man, this 2008, huh? It's been one of those years. And we were saying how we couldn't wait for it to end. But you want to know what was crazy is that a lot of those things carried on into 2009, right? 
Just because we were out of 2008 didn't mean that all this stuff just magically went away. It all carried into those family issues and the, 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 the tensions and everything like those. They went from 2008 into 2009. The loved ones that we lost, they were still gone in 2009. The tensions that we had to work through, they were still there in 2009. So I, I just want to say, we're all so excited for 2020 to end. We can't wait to get to 2021. But just because it's ending does not mean it's ending. You follow me? Just because it's ending does not mean it's ending. And let me put it another way. Your dysfunctions, your sins, your habits, these things, they do not know that the calendar changed and they don't care, <laughs> right? Your sin, your dysfunction, your bad habits, they have no idea that the calendar is flipping over to 2021. They could care less. They could care less. The things that have made 2020 such a hard year for you, they don't know the calendar is changing and they don't care. That issue that you have with your dad, the tension between you and your mom or the frustration with your roommates, it's not going anywhere because January 1st comes. It will still be there. Your tendency to procrastinate, <laughs> your tendency to push everything into that magical land of tomorrow where all productivity lives, it is not going anywhere. It will still be here in 2021. It's not leaving the, the, the debt that you've racked up over years. <laughs> Just because the clock hits midnight doesn't mean suddenly it's all, I wish it would. Wouldn't that be amazing? That would be awesome. But it doesn't. It doesn't just go away. It doesn't just disappear, right? Our sins, our dysfunctions, our habits, they do not know that the calendar has changed and they don't care one iota. That's because calendars and clocks don't control our issues. They don't control our issues. They didn't make the issues for us and they're not going to just magically take them away for us. There is no magic when the clock hits midnight. You are the same person. I'm the same person. And we're going to see that reality play out, even though we're so pumped. And I don't want to be a buzzkill at the end of the year. I don't want to be a buzzkill, but we're going to see this happen because all those, those things that I listed at the beginning, right, COVID, the election, the, the economy, the racial tension, does anyone really think those are going away come January 1st, come January 11th, come February 2nd? Like these things are continuing. They're continuing. There's still going to be tension there's still gonna be problems in our country. The election's over, but guess what? There's another special election runoff happening in this uh, state of Georgia that is gonna be getting tons of play and it's gonna be all over the news and you're gonna be so sick of hearing it about it soon because these things don't go away. Our issues don't just magically disappear when the clock hits midnight. It's gonna be the same world come January 1st, 2021. Aren't you glad you listened to church today? Aren't you just like, man, come on, pastor, put me out of my misery. This is ridiculous. <laughs> but it is true that flipping the calendar doesn't fix your issues. Doesn't fix your issues, doesn't fix my issues. You know how I know that? Because if it did, we all would be debt-free. <laughs> we would all be running around the place with six packs and chiseled, right? Like we would all be built. We, we would all have the job of our dreams. We would all, all probably own our own business. We would all be tan because we've been traveling all over the place and we've been going to beaches and stuff. Because if flipping the calendar just suddenly took care of all of our issues, we would always just, you know, we'd, we'd follow through on our resolutions. We'd follow through on our goals. And that's not the case. 
That's not the case. Flipping the calendar does not fix your issues. You want to hear a crazy stat? I know you've heard about how many times people uh, give up on their New Year's resolutions, that majority of people, but like the third week of January, January, they've already like given up on them, like they've already quit. And that only, I think it's like 9% of people actually hit their New Year's resolutions like at, by the end of the year, which is just crazy, right? Like, like that's, that's nuts. Um, but this was a crazy stat to me. Uh, it's over 80%, it's about 82% of resolutions that people make every year, over 82%. Guess what? They're repeats. They're repeats. They're the same thing you said in 2019, the same thing you said in 2018, the same thing you said in 2017. You just keep repeating it over and over and over. And that's because flipping the calendar does not fix your issues. There's no magic that happens at midnight. Nothing just suddenly happens. You don't suddenly become a more productive person, a more disciplined person, a more passionate person just because it's a new year. It doesn't work that way. And we see it happen all the time. And I've been right there with you. I'm a person who, whenever I keep notes, I, I have notes that I write in my notebook year after year, and I see my resolutions, and I see the ones that constantly get carried over, right? Like, okay, didn't do it in 2019. Let's see if 2020 is the year. Nope, didn't do it in 2020. Let's see if 21 is the year. Because calendars and clocks are not magical. They don't fix our issues for us. And so here, this is my, if I can reach through the the screen and kind of like slap you awake. This is, this is my wake up call for you. Okay. And this is where I promise things are going to start trending up in the sermon from here on, but this, this is my last little ouchie for you. Okay. Your 2021 will be your 2020 just without a mask. If you are not careful, if you do not live your life with purpose, if you do not live your life with intent, your 2021 is going to look a whole lot like your 2020. There, there may be no mask, right? The world may start to like get some of its issues fixed out. Like maybe this election, this special election won't be too bad. Maybe COVID, will, the, the, the vaccine will start to get things a little bit more under control. Maybe some of the, the, the tension, the racial issues in our country will start to heal. Maybe all that stuff will happen. But you and your 2021, like you personally, not talking about the world, no, you and your issues and your dysfunction and your sin and your habits, they are gonna look an awful lot like what you experienced in 2020. If you are not careful, if you are not disciplined, if you are not listening to God, if you are not following his commands, it's just gonna be another repeat. And you're just gonna be repeating the same resolutions over and over again. I wanna try to read my Bible more. I wanna get closer to God. I wanna make better friends. And I'll just carry that into the next year and the next year because I never actually follow through. Your 2021 will be your 2020 minus the mask. I don't want that. (laughs) I don't want that for me. I don't want that for you. I want things to look different. I want things to look different. I want my relationships to look different. I want my attitude to look different. I want my discipline to look different in the new year. I want things to be better. I don't wanna be the same me that I was in 2020. And for a lot of us, we're not even just the same people we were in 2020. We're the same people we were in 2016. We're the same people we were in 2008. Like we just keep kicking that can down the road to next year to next year, next month, next week, I'll try harder. Next Sunday, I'll be better. I'll start giving then. I'll start volunteering then. I'll start being a better dad then. And suddenly the kids are gone at college, right? We gotta stop kicking that can down the road or our new year is gonna look a whole lot like our old year. 
It's, if there's any Star Wars fans in the house, don't worry. No Mandalorian spoilers. I'm not going to spoil anything for you. But if there's any Star Wars fans out there, you know that uh, they, they re, redid the whole, uh, well, not redid, but they started this new uh, sequel trilogy, right, with episodes uh, 7, 8, and 9. And I'm sure there will be like a big fight in the comments if I ask for people's opinions. So I'm not asking for your opinion, all right? Don't want any Star Wars fans going crazy in there. Um, but the, the first episode of the new trilogy, The Force Awakens, it came out uh, a few years ago and it got pretty good reviews, right? Got pretty good reviews. But one big thing that people said about it, and I'm, I'm not saying this about it, so if you loved it, don't get offended at me. But one big thing that people said about it that they were frustrated with is that it didn't really take the, the series in a new direction at all. That it felt like The Force Awakens, this movie that came out in I think 2015, felt like an almost exact copy of Star Wars Episode Four, the very first Star Wars ever, Star Wars A New Hope. People feeling like, well, man, all they did was really change some characters' names and, and, and better special effects, but essentially, it's the exact same movie just with better special effects, just with better technology, right? But it's the same movie over and over again. I don't want 2021 to be the same movie over again for you. I don't want it to be the same movie. I don't want it to be the same dysfunctions that you've had, the same bad habits that take you down, the same lack of discipline, the same sins that drag you down as you've had before. It's just a different year. Do you want that for yourself? Do you really want 2021 to be a different year for you? Because it can be. It can be. There are things that we can do. There are things that we can do if we want 2020 to actually come to an end. Not the year, but us. Us, who we were in 2020, can come to an end. If you're truly tired of your issues, you're truly looking for a new start, you're truly looking for a fresh beginning, you can find it. And wouldn't you know, here's where we find it. Scripture. Scripture. It's amazing how God's word, it doesn't matter what year we are in, it is still relevant, it is still timeless, it still speaks to us. The words jump off of the page into our current circumstances, into our current life, and show us the way to live. And we're going to be looking at the way to live if we want to have a different 2021 from the words of the Apostle Paul. We're going to be in the book of 1 Corinthians today. We're going to read through the entire set of scripture real quick, uh, just a couple of verses, and then I really want us to just kind of go back over it with a fine-tooth comb and look at different principles we can take out as we try to make 2021 uh, uh, the best year yet for us. So this is where I want to read. We're in 1 Corinthians chapter 9, starting in verse 24. This is what the Apostle Paul writes. Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize. Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. No, I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave so that after I have preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. That's it. What the Apostle Paul just laid out for us, that is the key to having a different year in 2021. If you want your year to look different, if you want to be a different person, regardless of the circumstances you find yourself in that you can't control, you want to be different, the Apostle Paul just laid it out for us right there. And no, it's not midnight magic. It's not hoping that a turn of the calendar will do something different in your life. No, it's not midnight magic. It is divine discipline. Wow. 
It is divine discipline. It is discipline our body. As Paul says, I beat a blow to my body. I put my desires, the things that normally I would try to do, I put them under discipline. And I do what I know is best for me. I do what God commands. You gotta work for it. If you want it, you gotta work for it. So let's jump back through this and look at what uh, the Apostle Paul says specifically. So let's go back to verse 24. This is what he says. Do you not know that in a race, all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Now there, there are a whole lot of different races, right? whole lot of different races. There, there's, there's 5Ks and there's half marathons and there's marathons, just tons of different races. And if you wanna do good in a race, you need to know what kind of race it is, right? I'm, I love The Office, one of my favorite shows of all time. And there's an episode of The Office where the boss, Michael Scott, who is, I mean, he's just an idiot. <laughs> he's just, he's a lovable idiot, but he's an idiot. Um, they have a, a fun run for their company and whenever the, the race, like whenever it starts, I think it's like a 5K or it's a half marathon. I can't remember uh, off the top of my head, but he just bolts out of the gate. Like he's running as fast as he can. And everyone's like, oh, wow, Michael, look at him go. The dude has no idea what he's doing. <laughs> like he's not even remotely pacing himself at all. He's not even taking into consideration what kind of race is this? Like what kind of race is this? You need to know what kind of race you are running. Know what kind of race it is. Know what you want and acknowledge what it costs. That's what Paul is saying here. Know what you want and acknowledge what it costs. Because different races have different requirements. Different races ask different things of you. Know what you want and acknowledge what it costs. And I'm gonna get super practical with you, okay? R write it down. Like not, oh, okay, yeah, like write it on the tablet of my heart. No, literally take a pen and paper and write down what you want out of the next year. Like literally write it down. Put it in your phone. Put it somewhere where you will see it. Write down what you want, what you know God wants for your life, what you know his best for your life is. Like actually write it down and acknowledge what it's gonna cost you to get there. Know what kind of race you are, run, are, are running. Do you not know that in a race all runners run but only one gets the prize, so run in such a way to win. Run to win. You've gotta know what you want and you have got to acknowledge what it costs. Verse 25, very next verse. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last Forever. What Paul's talking about here, whenever he says everyone who competes in the games, he's talking about actual games. These games are called the Ismithian Games. Um, these were games that happened in Paul's time. They happened for a period of about 300 years. And these games, uh, to be able to compete in them, people would have to train for about 10 months. You have to compete, uh, you'd have to train for 10 months just to be able to compete. And so Paul's saying, look, everyone who wants to compete in the games has to go into strict training because they know what kind of race it is. They've acknowledged what it is and they've acknowledged what the cost is gonna be and they do it to get a crown that will not last, but we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Know what you want, acknowledge the cost. What's it gonna cost you? What's it gonna cost you to have a different year in 2021? I'll tell you this much, it's going to ask more of you than what 2020 asked of you. If you wanna raise the bar on your life, 
you are going to have to raise the bar on your discipline. It's going to ask more of you. If you wanna live a successful life, it is going to ask more of you. So what's that mean? What's it mean whenever we look at this verse? It means we can't go into 2021 looking at our situation and just asking ourselves, well, is this right? Is this right for me? Is this right for me? Is it right is the wrong question. I'm just gonna say, is it right is the wrong question. For anyone who is a follower of Jesus, the question, is it right? Just go ahead and throw that in the trash can. That's a stupid question that we should not use anymore. Is it right? Am I allowed to do this? Is a Christian allowed to do this? Is it right? That is the wrong question. If you wanna have a good year, if you wanna become a productive person, if you wanna become a person who makes a difference in the world, you don't get there by asking, well, is this right? How, How far can I toe the line? Like, how far can I push off things that I know I need to do? How many toxic relationships can I have? Because is it okay to still have this? Is it still okay? That is a dumb question for a Christian to ask. Is it right is the wrong question. Is it right is like base level child question. My kids ask me that question. That's nothing for a mature believer in Jesus to be asking. As you look at 2021 and you look at what you know you need to do and you're looking at your relationships and your friendships and your job and the places where you're putting your time, if you are asking, is it right? You're asking the wrong question. You're asking the wrong question. You are gonna get the same results that you've always gotten. So instead of asking, is it right? Start asking yourself, is this better? Is this better? Is this better than what I've been doing? Is this gonna push me forward? Is this better? Put it in the chat. If you're gonna be someone who's starting to say that, put it in the chat. Is this better? (laughs) Is this better? I'll tell you this much, it'll be a lot more work for you (laughs) because is it better always asks more. It always asks more, but that's the way of Jesus. The way of Jesus always asks more. Whenever you look at Jesus, he, he didn't come and lower the bar, he raised it. He raised it. And so when we ask ourselves a question, is it better? We gotta know, are we prepared to acknowledge what it's gonna cost? Are we prepared for what the answer may be? Because when we look at our friendships and we ask ourselves, is this gonna push me to be better? (laughs) Is having this guy really be my main input, my main source of wisdom, my main counsel, this buddy, is that better for me? Is that truly gonna push me on? Is it better for me to keep spending my money in this way? Is it better for me to not really budget and to not really ever give anything to God? Is that really better for me? We need to ask ourselves that question and we need to be prepared that it is gonna acknowledge, we have to be prepared. It's going to cost us more than we're used to. It's gonna be harder. (laughs) It'll be more work. But here's what I wanna say too, because I don't want to discourage you thinking like, oh man, I'm going to start asking my question, is it better? And things are going to get harder. Things get harder, but it only gets harder for a period of time, right? right? You, you clench your fist for a while, but not forever. That's what my mom uh, and dad would always say, being a pastor, talking about this particular time period that we're in right now, around the Christmas season and the Easter season, especially saying that like, hey, I remember uh, me and my brother Zach and my sister Rachel, we would remember hearing our parents give us this talk as it's getting close to Easter, as it's getting close to Christmas, saying, hey guys, this is a clenched fist period of time. We're gonna be busier than we usually are. Things are gonna be a little bit crazier, but just know we're only clenching our fists for a period of time. You can only do this for so long before you get tired and you have to let go, right? The same is true in life. So yes, things, whenever you're asking yourself, is it better? And you start living that out, it's gonna be a clenched fist, but it's only for a period of time. Don't allow that to just make you think like, oh, I I can't keep this up, I can't do this. 
and then you push off all your changes to the next year again. It's a clinch fist, but it's only for a period of time. Let's go to the next verse, 1 Corinthians 9, 26. Paul says, therefore, I do not run like someone running aimlessly. I do not fight like a boxer beating the air. I don't run like someone running aimlessly, someone without purpose, someone just running all over the place like a chicken with my head cut off. No, I run with purpose. We need to run 2021 with purpose. We need to plan for 2021 with purpose. That means purpose for every person and purpose for every place. Every person and place in your life, every person you're spending time around, every person you're investing in, every place you find yourself, every place you choose to go, for the love of God, there had better be purpose behind it. Because if there's not, your 2021 is gonna look a whole lot like your 2020. Are you putting purpose in who you spend your time with? Are you putting purpose and intention on where you spend your time? You wanna ruin your life? Just let the people that you spend time with and where you spend time with just happen by accident. No quicker way to ruin your life than that. Have all the closest people in your life be, well, they were just around. We just went to the same school. We just had the same interests. We both like the same sport. If that's really the, if that's it, you're gonna ruin your life. <laughs> if you wanna make a difference, if you wanna have a life that is worth something, you have gotta have purpose for every person and purpose for every place in your life. Nothing is accidental. Nothing can be accidental. You need to plan the what, the who, the when, and the where. Plan all of it, have purpose for all of it, and it all comes back to the why. Why? Because I want to have a life that matters. I wanna make a difference. I want people to know that I was here. I want people to be able to see my life and know that I made a difference for Jesus and I advanced the kingdom of God and I made a difference in my family and a difference in my community. And that only happens through purpose. It only happens through purpose. Purpose for every person, purpose for every place. We see this in Jesus. <laughs> we see this example in Jesus. That man, he did so much and think about it. His early ministry was three years and think of what he accomplished in only three years. It's because he had purpose. He had intention. He did everything with purpose and intention. Nothing was by accident. Even the people he surrounded himself with. Look at it. He had 12 close disciples, right? Think of how many people he could have just allowed to be in his inner circle. But no, he limited it. He had it down to 12. <laughs> and even within that 12, he had three close friends, he had three really close friends that he allowed to even be closer than the other 12. That's because there was purpose. Purpose for every person and purpose for every place. We need to follow the example of Jesus. We need to make sure that we have purpose on everything in our life. Know where you are, know who you spend time with and why you're there and why you spend time with them. I'll tell you right now, more than anything we've talked about today, this right here, this is gonna be the biggest indicator of what your 2021 is gonna look like. More than anything, more than the world economy, more than whether or not you're wearing a mask and social distancing, more than the outcome of any other elections that come up, this right here, this is gonna determine what your 2021 looks like. If you have purpose behind the people you spend time with and where you spend time with them. It's so huge, so pivotal for us. And then the next verse, the last verse that we were looking at today, verse 27. Paul says, no, I strike a blow to my body. 
I strike a blow to my body and I make it my slave. He's literally saying, no, I beat my body up. <laughs> my, my, my own desire, my own nature, the things that I wanna do that just feel natural and comfortable, uh, the things that I did in 2020, <laughs> the things I did in 2019, all of those things, no, I beat them down. I strike a blow to them. I strike a blow to my body. I make it my slave. So that after I've preached to others, I myself will not be disqualified for the prize. What Paul is saying here, to sum this all up, is that today's sacrifice is tomorrow's success. Today's sacrifice, the stuff that you're giving up today, the stuff that you are putting aside today, the stuff that you are throwing uh, out, the, the death blow that you are giving to certain relationships, to certain habits, to certain dysfunctions, to certain regrets, if you do that, man, tomorrow it will be success. It will be success. Today's sacrifice is tomorrow's success. And like I said, you will have to sacrifice stuff. There will be relationships that if you are really asking yourselves these questions, if you're really asking, is this better for me? And is this really gonna make me be able to be who I wanna be in this next year and the years to come? If you're really asking yourself that question, there will be sacrifice, I promise you. There will be sacrifices of your time because you'll realize, wow, I've been investing a lot of time in stuff that really doesn't matter. Like, don't get me wrong, I love Netflix, Disney+, Plus, Hulu, all those. I love them as much as the next person. I, I, I watch a, <laughs> a fair amount of TV. But I also know that if, as I'm planning and I'm looking ahead and if I look at how much time I've spent on that, I'm like, man, is it better? <laughs> is it better for me to invest all this time here or maybe I should be reading a little more? Maybe I should be studying a little bit more. Maybe I can be spending a little bit more for real quality time with my kids and with my wife. Is it better? You ask yourself that question, you look at 2021, you ask yourself, is it better? There will be sacrifice, I can promise you that. There will be, but it will lead to success. I can promise you that too. Today's sacrifice leads to tomorrow's success. I'm gonna go out on a limb and I'm going to I'm gonna wager that just about everybody out there who has given up on your resolutions, who has kicked the can down the road, who's never really gone all in and, and really made the choice to know I am, I'm gonna change my life, I'm gonna take charge and I'm gonna change my life. I'm going to wager that the reason you've never really followed through on that, you don't really believe this. You don't really believe it. You haven't seen it pan out in your life. Maybe you haven't seen it pan out in anyone's close to you life, any family members, any friends. And so you just don't believe it. Or maybe you're not seeing results quick enough and so then you start to not believe it, right? And so you're skeptical. So you're always kicking the can down the road. You're always making excuses. And because of that, you end up just repeating the mistakes of last year over and over and over again you don't really think that it's worth it. But I promise you this, I promise you this, in every area of my life where I have asked myself, okay, what do I wanna see happen in my life? What changes do I wanna make? And I'm asking myself the right questions and I'm saying, is this better? Is this something that will make me a better person? Every time I've done that and I've actually followed through, I have never regretted it, not once. 
whenever I've pushed through the early phases where it feels like, man, am I even really seeing a change here? Am I even really seeing a change? I'm praying more and I'm studying more and I'm really not noticing a change in me. Should I keep, and I just keep pressing through. I promise you, I have never regretted it. Not once. You won't either if you just push through and believe this and you believe this to be true that you know what, even though I don't feel it right now, today's sacrifice is tomorrow's success. You just gotta keep pushing through because I'll tell you this much, everything you want in life, everything you want requires sacrifice. Anything that's worthwhile requires sacrifice and it's worth it. Man, whenever I got married, I realized, you know what? There's gonna be sacrifices. There's gonna be sacrifices. If you're someone who's married, you, you know that that's the case. As you go into marriage, you realize all of the things that yes, you're gaining, but all the things that you're giving up because you are giving things up. Free time, like just, just literally being able to, whenever you're single, if you have the, the, the availability at work and you have the money, you can just up and leave. You can just go somewhere. Just, no, I'm just going somewhere. Whenever you get married, obviously you can't do that anymore. <laughs> you need to check with the wife. You need to check with the husband. You need to check with your spouse and see like, hey, is this, is this okay? You want to do this? You, you, you're sacrificing free time. You're sacrificing money, right? Like you're, you're, you're joining accounts. You're, you're joining money with somebody. You're joining finances with somebody. You sacrifice your time. You sacrifice your money. You sacrifice all these things, but I wouldn't go back and change it. Not at all. <laughs> Because what I have gained through marrying Jessica, what I have gained way than more wakes, makes up for anything I sacrificed. It's totally worth it. And it goes to another step when you have kids. It's the same thing. There is so much that you sacrifice. Like uh, me and my wife, I can't even, if you're a parent, you know this, I can't even think of the last time that we've been able to like go to a restroom without not hearing, what are you doing? What are you doing? You're still in there, come out. And you're like, please just leave me alone, please. Like, right, you're like trying to eat snacks and hiding so they don't find them. Like, it's just, it's crazy the things that happen, but it's so worth it. There's so many sacrifices. There's so many sacrifices. You, you've got to know where they're at at all times. You've got to take care of them and the, the money that goes into your kids and the worry that goes into your kids, all of these things. But my God, it's worth it. It's worth every second of it. And that is how it is for anything that is worthwhile in life. There are plenty of sacrifices that need to be made, but it is worth it. Amen. It is worth it every single time. And that is the truth when it comes to who you wanna be, who you know God is calling you to be. Of course, it's gonna require sacrifice, but it's gonna lead to success. It's gonna lead to the person that God has in mind for you to be. So this year is coming to an end, kind of. So what I wanna to say to you is, yeah, this is not the end, but this can be a new beginning, wow. right? This isn't the end of you. Just because the clock turns over, just because the, the calendar turns over doesn't mean you're not still you, that you're not still you with your same issues, that all of a sudden your dysfunctions are just gone. No, they're still there. The sins that dragged you down in 2020, they can still drag you down in 2021. This is not the end, Nothing magical happens, but it can be the beginning. It's not the end, but it can be the beginning. It can be the beginning of something new for you. Know your issues don't magically stop, but with the power of the Holy Spirit, with the power of the Holy Spirit 
and you truly trying out divine discipline in your life, I'm telling you right now, you can chart a brand new course for you in 2021. You can look entirely different. You can sound entirely different. You can be the person that you know God has called you to be, regardless of your circumstances, regardless of what's going on in your life, or what, regardless of what's going on in the world, you can have that. You can have that. You just gotta dedicate yourself to divine discipline, what Paul outlines in 1 Corinthians 9. Divine discipline. Know what you want and acknowledge the cost. Realize that is this right is the wrong question. Make sure that you have purpose for every person and every place and understand that today's sacrifice will lead to tomorrow's success. And if you do those things, this is not the end. This is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. So I wanna leave you with some very practical things to do, okay? Very practical. Usually I I don't do this at the end of the sermon, but I really want to uh, today as we head into this year. Whenever I said earlier in the sermon today about writing things down, I wasn't kidding. You need to write this stuff down. You need to write down what you want out of this next year. As you're, we see the little calendar up here. I, I suggest, man, start using a calendar. Start using a planner. Start writing down actual tangible goals in your life and realize what it's gonna cost for you to hit those. If you want to be a different person, uh, you, you have to plan it. You have to plan it. You have to have purpose around it or it is not going to happen. I remember there's a, there's a quote out there, can't remember who said it, but it says, what gets planned is what actually happens. What gets planned is what actually happens. So if you just in your head are thinking, oh, this is what I wanna do, this is the kind of person I wanna be, it's not gonna cut it. So I wanna tell you again, practical advice going into the new year, write this stuff down. Get a journal, get a planner, use your phone, do whatever you need to do, whatever works best for you, but actually spend an hour, just one hour, just one hour between now and leading up to the new year, just spend one hour to evaluate, spend a half hour evaluating where you've been this last year, the things that you wish you would, would have done differently, the, the, the personality traits, the habits that you know are no good for you, and then start asking, what is better for me? What's better for me heading into the new year? So then spend the next 30 minutes just looking at what's, what's gonna be better for me in the area of my friendships, in the area of, uh, of my relationships, and my finances, and my physical health. What's going to be better for me to make me into the person that I know God has called me to be? I promise you, if you do that, you will realize, okay, there's some sacrifices I need to make, but you'll also realize how worth it it will be. I wanna pray with you, all right? Father God, we know that uh, calendars and clocks are just our way of measuring time, but that there is really no magic that happens at midnight. When the clock strikes 12 on January 1st, we know we're still the same people. We still have the same dysfunctions, the same habits, the same sins that caused 2020 to be a less than year for us, to be a year that maybe we didn't quite live up to who we hoped we would be. But God, we know as we look ahead to 2021 that we can get there, that through your power, through the power of the Holy Spirit, you can shape us more and more into the image of your son, Jesus, and that's what we want. We wanna find ourselves exactly a year from today saying, you know what, I'm not perfect, but I look more like Jesus than I did a year ago. 
I sound more like Jesus than I did a year ago. I love people better than I did a year ago. I'm more faithful than I was a year ago. I'm a stronger person than I was a year ago. I handle letdowns better than I did last year. I handle disappointment better than I did last year. I'm kinder than I was last year. But God, none of that is gonna happen on accident. It's gonna take purpose and it's gonna take intention and it's gonna take divine discipline. And we need you. We need your help. So God, through the power of the Holy Spirit, help us as we make these commitments to make 2021 truly be a different year for us, a new start and a fresh beginning on our way to becoming more like your son, Jesus. We love you, Father. We know that you hear us when we pray to you and we are so thankful for that and thankful that for the fact that you are good on your word, Lord. We love you so much. We pray all of this in your name. Amen. Well, that's all for this week. Thanks again for joining us. If you'd like to contact us or find out more about our ministry, head over to our website at cornerstonechurch.info. Have a great week.